So, uh, yeah. Thank you, Father. Thank you so much. Yeah, you love us so specifically and so beautifully and so uniquely. And you delight in every detail of our lives. So we're just going to keep worshiping, but it's going to look a little bit different. Um, Anais and I did these paintings up here, and I'm so excited. You guys are going to do this and a whole lot more tomorrow. I am just like bursting inside to see what you guys create tomorrow. So, um, but, uh, so this is the painting I did today. And um, I felt like this is going to sound kind of weird. <laughs> I felt like the Lord said this is for someone whose absolute favorite uh, music is Frank Sinatra. And if you want to admit to that, no, I'm just kidding. Anybody? You? Okay, awesome. Yeah, Heather. Okay. <laughs> Hi. Hey. <laughs> I'm Heather. Hi. <laughs> and you love Frank Sinatra? I love Frank Sinatra. I love jazz. So okay. I really love vintage, like old jazz. So I okay. love Ella and Frank Sinatra. I'm a geek. Anyway. Sweet. <laughs> awesome. But, yeah. Okay. Well, um, when I, I painted this, and then after I painted it, I was just kind of like kneeling before the Lord with it. And I saw, I felt like I saw, I was looking at it on someone's memory. And so I saw this, and I'll just share it with you and see if it means anything to you, Okay. But I saw this memory, and it was in this living room, and there's like a fireplace crackling, and it's super cozy. And um, there's a couch, and someone's standing up on the couch, and they're wearing a sweater and, <laughs> and pants too. Uh, <laughs> just wanted to clarify, okay. They're fully clothed with a sweater, and <laughs> and, but they're hanging up uh, colored Twinkie lights up. And it's like this family is gathered, and someone's sitting down with a... Um, I think it was either eggnog or hot chocolate or something. And it's just like a family moment. Anyways, and also, um, I just kind of felt like the father was saying something about how he likes to just sit and spin records with you. And, that, and, and something about that moment that he was going into a moment like that with you. I don't know. Does that memory mean anything? Well, my grandparents always, they were like a really safe place for me because I didn't have a real strong home environment. So they always hung these kind of lights, you know, with the colored old-fashioned bulbs at Christmas. So, yeah, when you say that, I mean, and they had, they had this kind of too vulnerable probably, but they had, they had like a old antique couch that was like pink. It was this velvet kind of couch, and that was where I slept when I went to their house. So it was like a really safe place for me so that kind of connects and also when I was worshiping God was just telling me I tell you this because I feel like it's for other people too that a lot of times you know we we feel like we're kind of misfits and like we're not sure exactly where we fit and that's how I was feeling you know and I think he was just telling me like that little girl that he created us to be that little boy he loves and he has a place for you so that's what he's calling out. I think this weekend is just that little person inside you that he created you to be. So, and yeah, I used to dance and sing and with the Lord and play my little records. So, oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so, okay. Well, I just want to pray for you into this, okay? 
and I also felt like it was multifaceted and the bulbs with the colored bulbs he was saying that he's given you a voice of many colors and there's a lot of movement and that you're going to go around the world uh, with the light of your voice and his light through you so so we just bless you and we just pray that joy over you um, and it says joy of you that he's saying that over you um, that he's the joy of you and you're the joy of him and so we just bless you with joy a year of joy and uh, that he's just lighting up all the goodness inside of you in Jesus name Thanks. Hi, good evening, everyone. My name is Anais Redding. For those of you that um, are, are new here or this is your first time at New Covenant, welcome. Um, I have a, this painting that I really felt the Lord was calling out or singling out someone who in here has been like machinating or how do I say, is that the right word, I think, uh, planning these kind of a big deal of a, maybe a business and you have these, you have all the, the ideas and you've even shared with some people, but you don't feel like anybody's really encouraging you, but you still are holding on to it. And I'm, I just want to encourage you. This, uh, this is for you. So if there's anybody in here that has been dealing with that, like you have had this in your mind, uh, you have this big idea. It's, it's something big. And you don't have to share about it if you don't want. But if you are here, if you have like a, a big plan, maybe a business, maybe like entrepreneurship, something of the sort, that's what I was kind of hearing in my spirit. So if there's anybody here, this is for you. So come and claim it. Anybody? And I know who she is, but would you want to say your name? Sarah. Sarah. Sarah, um, these, this really is a very abstract painting, but this represents the sand. There's some um, waves, uh, like sea waves, and this is the, the ocean, right? And so what I felt the Lord really wanted to do this evening is, first of all, tell you how much he loves you and how much... Even maybe there are people around that may, you may not feel the support to go forward. And maybe you still do have it, but he wants to partner with you. He wants to partner with you in that business or in that idea, that big plan that you have. And he wants to give you the security to go from the seashore. So this is a seashore, bird eye view kind of seashore. That's kind of how I was seeing it. Someone from above looking to go from the, from the seashore to the depths of the ocean. To go in, all in. He's he's taking you by the hand. And um, earlier today, as I when I got here, the Lord gave me this scripture. So I thought it really went really well with that. And it says, "In His hands are the depths of the earth; the heights of the mountains are His also." So trust Him. This is to trust Him, encouraging you to see that. The, I even put like a little bit of gold there, and that represents the treasure. There's none over here. 
you have to go into the depths. You have to trust him. And so he wants to partner with you. He wants you to partner with him. He's right there waiting for you to embark on this, on this journey. And he's, he's giving you the, the peace. So I just want to encourage you to go and, and int- intimacy with the Lord and to search him and to, and to go and, and speak with him. Because he's, he's, really, he's really listening to those plans. He's really paying attention to you. He knows all those details. And, and he's excited for you. So, does that, does that mean anything to you? It means, that means a lot to me. Um, this past year, I've learned to think completely differently and to think of maybe I'm capable of a whole lot more than I ever thought I was. Not because of how strong I am, but because of who I am in Christ. And so I've had tons of ideas just every day. But I don't know what to do with them or where to take them. And so, you know, just trying to find my way, not knowing, you know, where do I go with this? Do I, you know, is this something worth pursuing? And so this is really encouraging to me just to keep, you know, keep moving, keep stepping. And one thing that was very interesting to me about the water and the sand was throughout this whole thing, I've had this, I don't know what it is, a picture in my head of it being, it had, you know, this is an experience for me that's kind of like going into water. And so I really connect with that because the whole time, you know, throughout this, I feel like that's what God has been speaking to me. So it definitely connects to what you, what you painted. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. That I'm sure blesses a lot of other people here. And I, um, I would like to pray for you. So, Father God, we, we thank you so much, Father, for being so, so specific. So, to, for speaking so specifically to your daughter, Father. And even those here, because these may be ministering to other people here, Father. But I, I, just, I just thank you for Sarah. And I thank you for that vulnerability. And I thank you that she's... She's seeking you, Father, and that she's, you've, you've put these plans in her mind and that she has these ideas, but that you are, through these, through these uh, medium and through these, these conference and in, in, in these moments, Father, telling her directly how much you care and just how much you have decided, Father, to partner with her. And I just pray, Lord, that you continue to, to encourage her, that you continue to... Um, Tug her heart to go forward with those plans, Lord, to seek you, Father, and to seek your wisdom, Father, more than anything, to, um, to see what exactly you want her to do, Father. And I just thank you for her, and I know that you love her, Father, and I know you will continue to uh, show up in her life and see and show her exactly what you have planned, and that those ideas, Father, that those ideas are being planted for a reason, Father. And I just thank you so much that... You demonstrate here tonight how you know each and every single one of us so personally. And that you are partnering with us and you love us, Father. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 
Okay, and then uh, one other thing tonight, we would like to also, ha we have a prophetic dance for someone, like we've been doing with um, interpretation, and so I actually, the Lord kept putting this person on my heart, and so I, I want to ask Emily Guile to come up, and the band is just going to play something, and Emily is going to dance <laughs> with certain restrictions we talked about. And uh, um, this girl is awesome. If you don't know her, her investment in the Lord is genuine and true. And I've had the privilege and honor of knowing her for a very long time. And uh, also know the fact that she doesn't care. <laughs> she is going to worship the Lord. And so um, I, I greatly admire and respect that about Emily. And so she's just going to give us what she has from the Lord. And then afterward... You'll say who it's for, and we'll talk to you. Okay. All right. You guys go. Okay. Do you know who you feel like it's for? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, okay, I... <laughs> okay. I feel like this is for Anna Hudson. <laughs> um, I got kind of like a, like a journey, like starting out... Sorry, guys. 
I took more often than I thought it would. Um, but I, it started like a journey. Like at the beginning, someone was very like scared and sheltered and okay. <laughs> um, but then all of a sudden, they just stood up and like I've had enough. I'm not gonna live in a shell anymore. I'm gonna break out, and that's when I got all kind of crazy. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, and that was just like breaking out, you know, surprising everybody, showing them that I'm here. I am not one that you can mess with. I'm going to stand firm. And then towards the end, it was just coming to the peace with the Lord, knowing that he's going to be there no matter what, that you can do whatever. He's going to be there to catch you if you fall. And if you're not going to fall, he's going to be there to video it and share it with all his friends. <laughs> and I feel like that was for you. I feel like he was telling you that it's okay to step out. Like, good things are going to happen when you step out. And <sighs> um, good things are going to happen when you step out. And you're going to grow as a person. And don't be afraid of that. It's a good thing. <laughs> and he just, he loves you and he trusts you and he wants you to trust yourself. Lord, thank you for my good friend, Anna. <laughs> thank you for her sweet spirit. And thank you that it's not going to hinder her, but it's going to accelerate her progress. She's going to be able to break out without the fear of failing. She's going to know that you're going to be right there with her if she falls. To pick her back up like nothing ever happened. <laughs> I pray just bravery and courage. And that I, I declare that amazing things are going to happen. Not in a few years, but right now. When she chooses to step out, she's going to see miracles and she's going to see results in the world amen, <laughs> amen. thank you emily okay uh now oh cool i didn't know i get to do this um so now it is my honor my privilege to welcome my madre to the stage i got this mom i have muscles and uh, she's going to bring us a powerful wor word. And believe it or not, uh, even being her daughter, you know how sometimes your mom can, like, y'all be honest, it can feel like a talking head sometimes. You're like, what? She's, and especially if she's your teacher, too. You're like, oh. But when um, the Lord puts something on my mom's heart, it always, always reaches me. And I feel like I hear something new. So get ready to hear something new. And here you go. I had no idea that you were bilingual. I didn't know, I didn't know that. That's terrific. There's all kinds of things are happening. Um, yay. I'm so excited. I want to, where is my husband in the room? Oh, good. Let's keep him back there for this part. So I was thinking about this during worship and, um, uh, you guys came. And I'm so excited that you came. And I realize I live right behind the church. And uh, we have been standing about this weather. And we've been rebuking this weather. And I know you guys have been in agreement with us. And I'm so pumped that you came. And But I do want to say, if you live out of town, I would just like to take this like concern off of us tonight. And so if you live out of town, I've got, for real, I've got two double beds at my house. I can throw kids on couches. Uh, 
if you live out of town and it makes a difference to you and you don't have kids that you need to get to or <laughs> forgiveness later, right? <laughs> you don't have kids that you need to get home to or animals that you need to feed. And I, if, and if you live close to here and it's not such a big deal to get here tomorrow and it makes a difference, if you would maybe be willing to open up your home, if your home doesn't look perfect, I just want to let you know, in case you didn't know, nobody cares. They really don't care. I'm the guest who will write my name in the dust in your house. Right, Kaylin? I'm just like, that's, you think I'm kidding? I'm not. I'm like, Shannon was here. Feel this dust. <laughs> it was like a couple weeks later, somebody noticed it. <laughs> like, it's the sun. I've got a lot of sun coming in. And so my house is far from perfect. Okay. I have a, when you walk in my front door, the first thing you see is a dirt pit. Now, some of you are like, oh yeah, whatever. My house is a dirt pit. No, no, no. Literally, literally the first thing you see when you walk in my house is a dirt pit. So it was built in the seventies and I'm sure it was this like awesome thing. And that in the seventies they used to do where you could have like this, uh, plant thing, I think. What do you call it? A terrarium. There's even like water access. So when we moved in, there was this terrarium. It's pretty big, actually. And it was covered in all these nice white rocks. And I don't really do plants. And so the plan from the beginning has been like to knock it out. But see, I'm going to invite people over and that's going to get my honeydew list popping because it has not been popping. So I don't know what has happened since we moved in, but the rocks are gone. I don't know where they went. I really honestly have no idea where they went. So literally, there's all this square footage of dirt. So you can, if I can open up my house, we have plumbing. We can wrap you in a sheet and wash your clothes, whatever. So anyway, I just want to, I realize I don't live outside of town. I thank you guys for partnering with us on this weather. And if you live outside of town, I'm sure there's some of us that can throw you on one of our couches or our beds, if it makes a difference, if it makes a difference for you to get here tomorrow. Okay? Right, honey? Yes. You're so <laughs> Don't you feel welcome at my house? I guess I should open in prayer. Is that like the traditional? Or has this all been enough? Have we kind of opened in prayer here? We've opened. Thank you. Candy's like, move it. Move along. Move along. That's fine. Okay. So, oh my, okay. I'm so excited. And I just want to kind of cast this vision for you this weekend. Honestly, 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 I just want us to have so much fun. Really. I want us to have fun this weekend. That's my heart's desire for myself and for all of you that we would have fun. And I want you to have, uh, powerful encounters, powerful personal encounters with your creator and uh, intimate encounters with your creator. And uh, I'm going to read the verse out of Romans 8:19 that I read on Sunday. The entire universe waits with excitement. This is kind of how I feel. The entire universe waits with excitement, yearning to see the unveiling of God's glorious sons and daughters. And uh, that's what I'm believing for this weekend, that we're going to see the unveiling 
of God's glorious sons and daughters that your, uh, your own heart and uniqueness will be unveiled to you. Okay, so I'm going to talk about, on this opening night of this creativity conference, I want to talk about our partnership with God. And this has been real kind of, this is that, even that phrase, partnering with God, is kind of new to me, maybe like in, I don't know when it, I first started kind of hearing it, maybe in the last couple years, but it's just been a, a concept that's just kind of grown inside of me and kind of woke me up to a whole lot of things. And just the idea that we can partner with the creator, that he wants to partner with us and that we can partner with the Lord. And so that's what I felt like God wanted me to talk about tonight is that partnership. And since it is a partnership, um, uh, I wanted to talk about kind of both parties in that partnership, God and us. So, uh, and this conference is so much about partnering with God. That's a lot what we're going to be emphasizing and doing throughout the weekend and asking all of us to do is to partner with the Lord. Partner with the Lord to, to um, get those find that treasure and other people in the prophetic wall and with the painting and the writing, just all the different things, the inventing with God. That's so much what we're going to be doing this weekend is partnering with the Lord. And so um, I just wanted to talk about both parties in that, in that partnership. So first, God. Um, I'm going to need my phone here for a second. So, oh, I have a text from Candy Yunt. But she's here. I'll read that later, Candy. You, you are here. You love me. Where is the one I'm looking for? Okay, here it is. Okay, so um, as thinking about God, um, I want to focus on the, the creative nature of God. So in other words, what does it look like when God is creative? And we kind of, we know the answer to that question. I was recently having a conversation with my brother-in-law, Greg, and uh, he's a biologist and pretty much kind of a walking man of revelation. And he was talking about, he was telling me um, that there's over 9,000 different species of birds, just birds, over 9,000 different species of birds. I was talking to him and he had thrown some numbers out at, out at me. And then later he texted me this graphic and he was like, I was a little bit off on my numbers. And they were even like more than he had told me. There's actually like almost 10,000 different species of birds. So this is part of what it looks like when God creates. You can't even get your mind around that. 10,000 different species of birds. I mean, like if he had made 900, like I feel kind of, I feel like the smartest person in the room because I could like identify eight birds. I feel like, yeah, I'm kind of an amateur bird watcher and I can name like eight. I mean, maybe, I don't even, I'm not sure about that. But, uh, um, I mean, there could have been 900 and it would have been more than we could contain, right? I mean, 10,000 different species of birds. It's so, uh, it's so much, <laughs> so many birds. And, you know, and uh, let's see, um, 30,000 different species of fish, 
There's um, over 5,000 species of mammals and on and on. So this is part of the, so this is, this is what it, this is one of the things it looks like when God creates. It's so big. It's so big and it's so beyond our capacity. And why did he create, like, why would you create 10,000 different species of birds? It's, it's, uh, it's kind of mind-blowing. Like, why did he do that? Why did he do that? And then also, the I love this. I never get tired of this. It's kind of a well-known little, I don't know, thing. But um, that you can count the seeds in an apple. One, two, three, four, five. You can count the seeds in an apple, but you can't count the apples in a seed. Right? Like you, this one little apple seed is going to produce an apple tree that's going to produce apples full of seeds whose seeds are going to fall and going to produce apples. So you can count the seeds in an apple, but you can't count the apples in one single seed. So this is also what it looks like when God creates. This is what it looks like. There's a, an exponential power built into creation that we can't put a limit on. So he's extravagant. He's exponential. It's written into creation. Also, the language of the word is extravagant. I'm just pulling out. This is a familiar scripture. There's so many scriptures you could use to illustrate this. This is Ephesians 3.20. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. So the language of his word is extravagant. Like everything about God is just big and extravagant as a, as a creator. And that's just a, that's just a taste. So this is who we're partnering with. So when we say that we're going to partner with God to be creative, this is who we're partnering with. This exponential, uh, dynamic is part of our creativity when we partner with him. Yay. Can anybody be? Thank you. Anna Burke always coming through. So the, the, that love force and that life force is part, is part of, part of the picture is brought to us. He brings him his full self to us when we partner with him to create in any area, anything. He brings the full weight of himself to that. So the full weight of this just absolutely ridiculous, absolutely no limits, this this thing of 10,000 different species of birds and and this this how many how many apples are in one seed and just this extravagance. He brings the full weight of himself with us to this partnership when we partner with him to create in whatever we're doing in, in business or life or whatever it is. And we'll, we'll talk more about that, but that's who, that's that part of the partnership. And that's, and he brings the full weight of himself to that. Let's see. Uh, uh, Teresa Deadman. Some of you might know who she is. She's over the kind of the creativity at Bethel. She says, uh, when we create in the presence of God, God actually anoints what we create. When we create, the power of God to transform others is unlimited. 
there's this exponential power in everything God does, doesn't it? It's not just about the thing that's happening right there. There's all this other stuff. I have this, uh, Kayla has this awesome testimony about this cake and, and, uh, what she was believing about this cake. It wasn't just a cake in the moment, but what she was believing about this cake to do. And maybe there'll be a chance for, for that to get shared. I hope so. But it's not just about what's happening in the moment. There's, there's this exponential power. There's resurrection power on everything that, that God touches, right? Is that okay? So that's like, that's the God part of what is brought to this creativity. So don't shout me down. Okay. So the other part that we're going to talk about of the partnership is us. <laughs> and, us, yay. So, <laughs> so when I, when I'm talking about us, I felt like I wanted to talk about some things that we are bringing to the table that we kind of need to quit bringing to the table. Hmm. So it's not an exhaustive list, but it's where I'm going to fo- focus. However, is everybody listening? However, this weekend is really about what you do bring to the table. That's what this weekend is really about. What you do bring to the table and having those things unveiled to you, to yourself and to us. And that's kind of your adventure this weekend is to collect those things that you do bring to the table. And those things, those unique things about you that God's excited about and that we're excited about. Um, but, uh, um, but I did want to cover, I'm going to cover three things that we're bringing to the table that need to be kind of like a, yeah, we need to stop doing that. That's not so good. So here's my, here's our, here's our starting point. Um, there was a few years ago, uh, we were going through quite a bit of healing and it became a big revelation to me. One day I just realized that there was a point in time when God knew me as whole. Cause I was, we were going through a lot of healing. So I was very, very, very aware of all the brokenness <laughs> and the things that were, you know, that God was healing. And, and it just became a revelation in my heart to understand that when God created me, he created me whole. And so that means that there was a time that he knew me as whole without all the, you know, all the stuff. And so that's kind of our, and Caleb talked about that a little bit on Sunday. You know, that's kind of what we're seeking, you know, to get back to that place, you know. Um, but we need to understand that, that God knew us as whole at that point. Also at the time of our creation, also something else going at the time of our creation, Ephesians 2.10, we have become his poetry a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us. For we are joined to Jesus, the anointed one. Even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. So that was going on too. So he created us whole and he created us with a destiny and he, and he had good plans, good works for us to do to fulfill that destiny. So just keep that in mind. Okay, so getting back to the, yeah, let's not do that anymore. Okay, so uh, first item, and I will go fast. If you guys will listen fast with me, I will go fast. Y'all look sleepy. 
So if I start repeating myself, like if I repeat myself like three or four times, that means I don't feel like I'm being heard. So sometimes you have to like put your hand on me and be like, you know what? I, I understand. So you'll just have to, I don't know. You might have to start talking or something. Okay. So first thing, I'm just going to do three things. It's not an exact, three things that we need to quit, that we need to stop bringing into this partnership. All right. First thing, um, we didn't, I feel like my English on this is bad. We didn't grow up in wisdom and stature like Jesus did. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says that Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. And I feel like that's not what we did. That's not what we did. Because I'm thinking that if we had grown in wisdom, we grew in stature, but I'm thinking that if we had grown in wisdom, then we probably wouldn't have to be told that we need to become like a little child to access the kingdom. So it's just a thought. So instead of, I think instead of wisdom, we grew in logic and stature. And instead, oh, yay, I'm getting some... (laughs) Thanks. Y'all are super generous. Okay. We grew in um, uh, dream killing and stature. (laughs) But we didn't grow grow in wisdom and stature. And so I think that's one of the things that that we need to, that kind of needs to correct. I think, God, there's a lot of emphasis this weekend on becoming like a child. And we're doing some very specific things, kind of drawing you back into remembering when you were a child. And you know what? I honestly, I recognize there's some of you may be like, you know what? I don't really want to remember my childhood. (laughs) It wasn't great the first time. And, but that's not what God meant for you. And so, and I know some of you grew up very young. I know I did. I feel like, I feel like I, I feel like I was called into a grown up place at about four or five. And sometimes that happens. Sometimes you grow up way faster than you should have. And I'm sorry for that. But I know, but God wants to heal that. And he does want to restore those, that childhood. And, uh, and he does want to restore your childlikeness. And so we should have, where we should have grown in wisdom and stature, we kind of grew in some other things. So, um, Becoming like a child is returning to that created place without the perfectionism, the comparison, the judgments, the unhealed wounds, all of that, without that. So, okay, so what are some characteristics about that? We could talk about that all night. I'm getting a vibe. You guys don't want to be here all night, so we're just going to limit this. I I can feel you. So I just, there's just a couple of things I was thinking about that I was, you know, thinking about when I think about being like a child. Um, children are not, here's the first thing, children are not restrained by being practical. They're just typically not very practical. So is practical good? Yeah, it's practical can be good, but it should be like a tool, Right? to make something better. It shouldn't be a restraint. It shouldn't be something holding us back. So, and children are just not restrained by being practical. And you know what? Kids hate it when you bring down the hammer of practical. My kids did. Uh, I can vividly remember absolutely destroying some of Taylor's daydreams. I know. I'm so sorry. 
But I can vividly remember it. You know what? And I thought I was doing the right thing. But I can remember just coming down on some of the daydreams. And you know what? She had to go through this whole healing of cloud nine. This is true story. I'm just going to tell your stuff. I probably should have asked, but oh well. But you know what? She found herself into, you know, kind of bound up in some areas. And when we began to pray through it, we kind of traced it back to this. She would always, she would hear us being like, so-and-so's just always on cloud nine. So-and-so's just always on cloud nine, you know, and they're not living in reality and blah, 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 you know. And, and she said, as a little child, she'd think, man, I do not want to be on cloud nine. This is not where I want to, this is not how I do life. You don't want to live life from cloud nine because obviously it's a very bad place to be. And I can remember she, and I can remember even at the time that when she brought that back, I can remember at the time she, she would be sharing things with me. Like, I'm so excited. One day I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I'd be like, well, you know, uh, that's great, but you know, you're going to need a job and it's not all magic and blah, 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 you know? And I can remember just kind of bringing in that practical hammer. Like, like this is the thing that's important in this moment. Is that you, not the, what color you're going to paint your walls, but that you understand that you will have to pay rent for those walls. <laughs> Sorry. That's why my kids are so spread out, because we're just getting better at this parenting thing. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. But anyway, Taylor did. Her inner vows of I will not be on cloud nine have been broken. She's probably the most cloud nine person you know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. So I understand there's some extremely practical limits on this earth. Like, say, gravity. And yet, somebody found a way around gravity, and we are launched into space. So uh, that happened. So too many times we issue a death penalty to dreams we have because they aren't practical. So if we look at it through the lens, but you know what? Okay, so it's not like we're just like, oh, let's just throw being practical out the window. No, can we look at, the, through, at it through a lens of partnering with God? And we, can we say that's a safe place? Like, is God going to lead us into something that's just like ridiculous and unsafe? Right? Or, I mean, his practical, many-colored wisdom is going to be available to us, right? So we don't have to be the, we don't have to be the practical police that are killing dreams. So don't do that to your children. So, okay, that's one thing. That's one thing that uh, children aren't very practical. And I think maybe this weekend, let's just don't be practical about it. We can invite the practicality. That's a word. We can invite the practicality of the Holy Spirit with it. And we don't have to bring our own logic of practical to it and kill the dreams. And baby, you paint your walls whatever color you want to. Okay. <laughs> okay. The other thing I just thought we could sit and notice things about kids all day long. I'm just going to do two. The other thing I've noticed about kids, have you ever noticed kids don't have jobs? Yeah. <laughs> they don't like seven year old girls don't typically have a job. 
but you were one. Seven-year-old girls don't typically have a job, but they will ask you for a Barbie dream house, even though they don't have a job. Now, I have four girls, and I have never once been asked for a Barbie dream house. And I know later they'll be like, you made people think we asked you for a Barbie dream house. We didn't want a Barbie. But, you know, but they, will, they, don't, they don't have jobs, but they will ask you for a Barbie dream house or, or whatever. Because uh, they don't think, oh, I don't have a job. How am I going to pay for this Barbie dream house? They don't think with those, <laughs> they don't think with those kinds of limitations. They're just like, hey, I want a Barbie dream house. And then what do parents do? Typically, typically, we're like, (laughs) no. Typically, we're like, oh, you want a Barbie dream house? And we're thinking, okay, there's a birthday coming around or it's Christmas coming around. And most of us are like, we kind of want to make the Barbie dream house happen, right? If we can, we want to make the Barbie dream house happen. So that was just something else that, I thought was worth pointing out about kids that they're not really bogged down by limitations as far as the desires of their heart. They're just like, I want a Barbie dream house. I tell mom and dad, I want the Barbie dream house. And most likely Barbie dream house is going to come if they can make it happen. So just those things, just those couple things. They're not practical. They're not worried about limitations. So can we do that this weekend? Let go of the logic of practicality and let go of limitations. Hey, if you have a dream you can't afford, good. Something. So uh, we can, that's part of what God's going to bring, right? Okay. So that's the first item is I said three things that we need to quit doing. I'm not sure if the English works out in that. We need to quit doing not being in the right wisdom in stature. If you're taking notes, good luck. I don't know what to tell you, but you're tracking with me. Okay. So second thing, um, we are allowing zero space for a partnership with creativity, really. In this, like in, in this day and age, I recently, um, uh, was started listening. I listened through this podcast, this guy, he, he's, it's called the, um, disconnected dad. And he did this experiment where he decided he was, you can search it up. It's like all the day, I would listen to it. It was very beneficial to me. The, um, all the episodes are only like 15 minutes long. And he did this experiment where he said, I'm going to be completely disconnected, like from the internet when I'm at home for 30 days, like completely. So anything he had to do at work with email or whatever, you know, he did at work. But when he was at home, he was completely disconnected. So, uh, and he did that experiment for 30 days and, um, I'm not suggesting that you do that, but, and then he, he kind of walks you through the journey and you really do kind of realize I'm not being very, necessarily being very intentional about my time with these things. But one of the things that he talked about that really stood out to me is in that experiment, how creative he got, like he said, because he got, because because he got bored. Like, I don't think that's a great promotion for creativity. Just get bored. Like, I don't know. That's not a great word. But like, we have, we're never bored. Are we not entertained? I could have never imagined, you know, when I was a kid, cartoons were on for 30 minutes, Monday through Friday for 30 minutes a day. That was it. 
That was my TV time, 30 minutes a day. And, you know, and then of course Saturday mornings, but are we not entertained? Like we can, and I'm right there. Like I, you know, watch, we can watch all 12 seasons of whatever on Netflix. I mean, you know, like it's all the time there all the time. And so we have no space for creativity. And so, and that was really the purpose of his pocket, like the purpose of that journey. He's not going to stay completely disconnected at home all the time, but the purpose of the journey was to come out of it and be more intentional and aware of, of the time that he was using in that way. Also other things that are taking up space, um, uh, anger, resentment and judgments are occupying space. So all this, like this, this n- never being bored, you know, having no room where our minds aren't taken up on stuff or even just anger, resentment and judgments, it's occupying space and, and it's occupying the space for kingdom solutions. So, who, you know, who knows what's there if we'll create some space. This, some of the, create some space in our time just to be still with ourselves. And then as well as let go of some of the anger and the resentment and all of that that's taking up territory and taking up space for kingdom solutions. You know, who knows? Who knows what's sitting there? Maybe there's something to blow human trafficking wide open. I mean, that's pretty big. We could talk smaller, but you know, who knows, but that stuff, it's, it's occupying space where kingdom solutions are. And so get that, get the evict all of that and cre- let's create some space for kingdom solutions. Uh, it's not worth it. It's not a good trade, you know? these kingdom solutions for this other stuff. It's, you know, so let's create some space. Okay. We're trekking along. We're on the last thing. Are you guys with me? Thank you. I'm just going to take a drink. I'm so thirsty. Okay, so the last thing or things, uh, it's really things, but we're putting it under one little heading. Okay, I'm going to, before I kind of go into what it is, I'm going to go through some scriptures. These are all familiar scriptures. Uh, Proverbs 18.21, your words are so weighty that they have power to bring life or release death. And the talkative person will reap the consequences. Your words are so weighty that they have power to bring life or release death. And the talkative person will reap the consequences. You know that I'm reading it out of the Passion Translation, but you know that verse. The life, you have the power of life and death is in your tongue. So uh, we're made in his image, right? He spoke the world into existence. Uh, Hebrews 11.3, the entire universe was formed by God's command. Everything we see around us is hanging because of the spoken word. It's all sitting where it's sitting because of the spoken word. This is the image we were made in, right? 
uh, Jesus cursed the fig tree and what happened? It died, right? So, and this is the, we're made in his image, right? So, okay. Uh, I want to mention somebody else. Uh, John eight forty four. These are this is a description that Jesus gives to Satan. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. This is how Jesus describes Satan. But Jesus never says that Satan has any creative ability, right? Satan can't create, but he's a murderer and he's a liar and he's the father of lies. So if he can get us to partner with lies and if he can get us to use our creative nature, our divine creative nature to partner with lies and to speak those things over us, then he can create death. And he can create murder. Right? So, uh, the spirit of self-criticism is the spirit of death. And the spirit of comparison is the spirit of death. And when we partner with those things, we're actually bringing death to the very things that we want to come to life. And we need, the res- we need resurrection power to come to those places. Amen. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. I'm writing that down twice. Thank you. So there's nothing too powerful for God to overcome. So God said, love your neighbor as you. And some of us, that would really be a big, no, thank you. I don't want you to love me like you love yourself. Right? It's, we are actually commanded by God to love ourselves. We're actually, it's a command. We're commanded by God. You are commanded by God to love yourself. It's a command. Thank you. If you can't tell, I like an amen. It feels good. Uh, It's actually standing in opposition to who God is to speak words against yourself. You're actually standing in opposition. And you know what? You can do it about big things and you can do it about little things. But you're standing in opposition to God when you speak words against yourself and when you agree with those lies. And you're commanded by God to love yourself. You are commanded by God to love yourself. I am commanded by God to love myself. So I'm going to do this thing that I saw. I saw this lady do. I I was like, I was kind of trying to get around it, but it's too good. And it just paints this picture too well. And I asked Kaylin to do this with me. So we have this, like, we have this that we accept we kind of have this uh, inner dialogue with ourselves. And, you know, you think about, you think about loving your neighbor as you love yourself. So this is kind of maybe like how I love myself. And this is my, this is my, so this is me. <laughs> 
and, uh, and I'm talking to myself and I'm like, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? You're so stupid. You're so stupid. Why do you say anything? You want, nobody wants to hear what you have to say. Why do you even talk when you open your mouth? People just want you to sit down. No, you got to take this. Nobody moves in the mirror. (laughs) And your hair is wrong. And you're too fat. And you're too skinny. And you're too tall. And you're too short. And you know what? Nobody's ever going to want to marry you. You're not pretty enough. And you know what? When you said that thing the other day that you thought was funny and nobody laughed and they looked like like you were stupid, it's because you're stupid. And why can't you be on time? And why can't you get it together? right? And we have this, this inner dialogue with ourselves. It's horrible. It's horrible. But then at the same time, we're like, yeah, Jesus, we're going to change Stillwater and we're going to love Stillwater. Well, we're going to go out and love everybody. Well, so yeah, come on, come on, come on. You're doing that really badly. You're not, (laughs) you're letting me track you. Thank you. (laughs) Right? The same person that we're just like, that we have this horrible inner dialogue with. And and why were you born? And I wish you hadn't been born. And then we're like trying to take, trying to at the same time to go partner with the Lord and be like, yeah, we're going to do awesome things. And, uh, um, and is that loving my neighbor? No. Okay. I'll help you. No, (laughs) no. Try to put the, try to put up a clue sheet. So if your neighbor is loving you like that, it's, yeah, no, that's not okay. That's not okay. We say things to ourselves that we would never say to anybody. Never say to anybody. And we judge ourselves in ways we would never judge anybody. Ever. Right? And it's not okay. And it's partnering with death. And so what do you do? What do you do? If, if I've said something, if you said something terrible to somebody, what do you do? You apologize. You apologize. And so, so, so you know what? We, you may need to take some time and you may need to stand in the mirror and you may need to say, you know what? I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I've been so mean to you. And I I haven't cheered you on. And I haven't rooted for you. And I haven't believed the best about you. And I haven't called out the good things in you. And I've said terrible things about you. And I've made up what other people think about you. I don't know what they think about you, so I just make it up and it's all bad. And I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And you're beautiful and your hair is perfect. And you're smart and you're good. And I'm sorry. And I want to be a friend to you. I want to call out the best in you. I want to see the best in you. And I want to be good to you. And I want to love you well. I want to love you well. And, you know, some people, sometimes people would think like humility. Some people have like a really warped sense of humility thinking, well, that means to being thinking terrible of yourself, but that's not humility. And if we're going to partner with the Lord, well, then we need to be at peace right here. 
And we need to love this person well. And we need to believe in this person and call out the good things in this person. And then, okay, you know what to do? Okay, good. It's so much better. That went so much better. You know, and then when we're like, yeah, you know, yeah, it's Pastor CJ's like still water. Like, yeah, you know, we can be involved. Yeah. That's awesome, you know. So, okay, you can sit down. So, so that's kind of the third thing. My, my grammar is really messed up on all my items. It's hard to list. So the third item is uh, rejection of self, self-hatred, comparison. We need to quit bringing that to the table. It's jacking the partnership up. We're not going to see the the full potential of this partnership when we tolerate that, okay? So uh, the way to partner with God is to agree with the truth over yourself. Thanks. I am boosted. I'm going to go on for another hour. (laughs) The more I agree out loud with the truth, the more I'm going to be changed from the inside out. The more I agree out loud with the truth over myself, the more I'm going to be changed from the inside out. So Abby Stemvall, she said, you really only have two options in life at any given moment. And that is to choose love or to choose accusation. Write that down. You really only have at any given moment, you've got two options. You can choose love or you can choose accusation. And so, you know what? Let me tell you, let me tell you something. I struggle with basic adult tasks. I'm just telling the truth, like renewing my tag on time. Tweezing. I don't know. I just remember, I'm pretty sure I didn't get to my eyebrows. I'm speaking up here. Did you bring anything? Okay. Just think, I don't know what else. We'll just go with that. Renewing my tag on time and tweezing. But then I, I mean, I, but I struggle. And I know there's people that renew their tag on time all the time. I don't know why. I've been married almost 27 years. I may be like, oh, for 27. I'm not sure. You know, but I do. And you know, but even like little things like that, sometimes there's big things that we're after ourselves for. But you know, even little things like this, like, why are you so stupid? Why can't you just renew your tag on time? Oh, and my license, Christy, my license expires this month. So, because I know Christy, I know she will not let me let that thing expire. You know, but, but is that worth it? Honestly, is it worth it? Like, because I didn't renew my tag on time even. Like, I know there's big things, but even little things, is that worth me speaking death over myself, calling myself stupid? No, good answer. No, it's not. Yay. Okay. So, um, so I really wanted to do uh, work. I'm done, sort of. Yay. Okay. (laughs) You guys are like, (laughs) are we supposed to be happy or are we supposed to be like, bummer you're supposed to be like oh man oh man thank you keep going do it again start from the beginning (laughs) okay so I really wanted to for tonight I really wanted to do like a prophetic act because I really feel like tonight is kind of 
about, like, you just have an opportunity for this conference. You have an opportunity to let go of some things. And so I really kind of wanted to do a prophetic act about, like, letting go of things. Like, I'm, you know what? Tonight I'm making a choice for this weekend and the rest of my life to let go of comparison if you haven't been nice to yourself. To let go of that. If you've tolerated that. You know what? And teach your kids to be nice to themselves. Teach your kids to be nice to themselves. Um, if you've, if you have just been, if you have like embraced logic as you like your core value, you know, just different things that, you know, that we're like asking you to let go of, you know what we're going to, we're doing a lot of asking the Lord to like Kaylin was saying, we're doing a lot of, uh, uh, prophecy. Everything is kind of saturated. Basically everything we're going to do is really saturated in prophecy. You know what? It's okay. And it's, that's not going to be about being perfect. It's okay. Like nobody's going to, you're not going to, after this weekend, you're not going to like go Google your name and you made this false prophet list. (laughs) She prophesied sparkly over me and I am not sparkly. She's a false prophet. Like that's not going to happen. Okay. (laughs) You know, so there can be like a lot of pressure. I'm supposed to have a word for the wall. What if it's the wrong word? It's okay. Let's take a deep breath. It's okay. It's okay. But you know, so we got to let go of the idea that we're going to get it, everything right and that we're going to be perfect and all of this. So tonight, that's where we, that's what we want to move into is just letting go of some things, right? And so I really wanted to do like a prophetic act for that, to minister to that. And what I really wanted to do is I wanted to have like helium balloons and like markers and then like everybody go get the balloon and then on the marker and like right on the balloon I'm letting go of comparison and I'm letting go of self-hatred I'm letting go of perfectionism I'm going to be like you know letting all the whatever you feel in your heart like okay I'm letting go of for this weekend I really wanted to do that but it's like Googling, like, is it legal to do balloon releases? And it immediately brings up images of baby seals and stuff like that. I was like, let it, let it be, not be thought that Shannon killed a baby seal. I don't know. I don't, we don't want to do that. So, um, so what we're going to do that is super environmentally friendly. No seals at risk. Yes. No. So doesn't it? But when I talk about it, I just want to do it. I just want to ride on a balloon and be like, I'm letting this go, letting it go a bit. So, but it's also cold outside. So you guys probably didn't want to go outside. So what we're going to do, I wonder if we could get like a group of people, five people. So uh, what we're going to do as our, for our prophetic act is we're going to blow bubbles. So we're going to turn on some anointed altar music. Gets everybody in the sweet spot. And, uh, and when I... Okay, now you're too excited. Now you're too excited. <laughs> Bring it in. So, (laughs) um, you can just, when I, 
when we really like when we say go if you can just you know where if you want it right where in your seat you can blow bubbles in the back of mariah's hair it's fine (laughs) maybe the person in front of you didn't wash their hair so we're like getting a two for one so no but you know you can do what you want you can stay in your seat wait don't start blowing bubbles yet (laughs) don't start blowing bubbles yet so if you can find when when we when we do this you can stay where you are you can find a place and this is just kind of a this is like a prophetic act i just want you to ask the holy spirit holy spirit and you probably already know what do you want me to let go of for the weekend and for life it is a trick not just this weekend. We want you to let go of it for life. But for this weekend, so that you can have an amazing time at this conference. Um, and just think about that. And just as a prophetic act, and you're saying, I'm letting go of this. I'm going to let go of perfectionism. And then blow that bubble away. I'm, I'm letting go of whatever you feel like you need to let go of. Okay? Are we on the same page? So I'm just, why don't you close your eyes. Father God, we just invite, God, I just invite the presence of your love. God, we invite the presence of your unconditional love. We invite the presence of your unconditional love that you have for us, God. We invite the, pre- the, the power of your love to love ourselves, God, and to have unconditional love for ourselves, Lord. We invite, God, the the power of your love that goes way beyond what we can think or we can do, Father. God, we just invite you to, to totally wreck our idea of ourselves. God, and we just invite your anointing. And we thank you for it. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you highlight those things, that we would take a risk tonight and just say, and just say, I'm letting go. I'm going to let go this weekend. I'm not going to worry about if I'm prophesying the perfect word. I'm going to let go of perfectionism. I'm letting go of comparison. I'm letting go of self-hatred. I'm letting go of self-rejection. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you highlight those things to us. And that we can, in faith, we just can let them go. And that we're going to embrace everything that you have for us this weekend. We just thank you for that in Jesus' name. So you go ahead. Once you let's have let's everybody let's stand up. Will you do that? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just, in, in Jesus' name, 
In Jesus' name, I just, I release the affirmation of heaven over you. I release the affirmation of heaven over you. You were made right. Everything about you was made right. And I release the affirmation of heaven over the the very core of your being. And, and I release the affirmation of heaven over you so that you can release the affirmation of Heather, of heaven, of Heather, <laughs> the affirmation of heaven over others. In Jesus name, in Jesus name, I release the affirmation of heaven over you. I release the affirmation of heaven over you. I release the affirmation of a father that sees you perfectly made, that loves you, that's excited about you. And I release you this weekend to collect those things about you that he's excited about. I release you to discover those things. In Jesus' name. And I just want to read this word over you. That um, It was a word that I, I was uh, watching this conference. And it was a word that a lady gave. And I don't even know her name. I call her lady number three because she was the third lady. It's lady number three. It was a conference I was watching at Bethel, but, but this word came out and I just want to speak it over us. I actually, this has been several, many, quite a few months ago that I saw this and it was so, it spoke to me so much that I went and like, you know, typed it out on my computer and I just felt like I wanted to bring it here tonight and speak it over you. And, uh, I even up here, these green pieces of paper are copies of it. If you want to take one for your scrapbook and stuff. So. Hallelujah. Self-doubt, insecurities, and comparison are fears that block all kinds of creativity and imagination. There never has been and there never will be anything one-dimensional about the nature of God and his creativity. Layer upon layer upon layer, God is beckoning us to discover the depths of him and then inviting us to express it in every level of communication. God is so eager to unlock the hidden dimensions of your imagination so you can unleash the presence of heaven all over the earth. Jesus alone is our key to breakthrough. Surrender to his touch. Believe him when he says that you, daughter, that you, son, are enough. No more dancing with self-doubt. No more engaging with those insecurities. No more listening to that conversation of the spirit of comparison. For our goal as creatives is not to be the best or the most brilliant or the trendiest or to have the most likes or most followers. Our goal as creatives is to be fully and authentically ourselves and let the voice that he gave us fly. And our goal is to activate a renaissance army of artists around the world who each carry unique keys to kingdom solutions and kingdom beauty. So may our spirits awaken to his impressions. May our eyes learn to see the way he sees. May our craft be chiseled and refined to excellence that calls the world to attention. May our courage and confidence pioneer paths for others to encounter the king of color and the king of sound and the king of movement. 
And may our creativity transform the world around us as he has transformed us. So surrender to his unlocking so that you can unlock. Amen. That was so good. <laughs> Woo. Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you guys for coming out tonight. Uh, I think that was the absolute perfect foundation for tonight. And tomorrow, I'm so excited. The plan is breakfast at 8 o'clock. Um, Pastor CJ, would you come up and pray for the weather? And we all agree together again. Has anybody heard any, anybody heard anything about weather this weekend? Anything? Anything happening? Was that? Well, you know, uh, obviously the weather's been a big deal. Uh, a lot of people have been worried about the weather, and, and you watch the news. It can be very discouraging and all that kind of stuff. And one thing I felt like the Lord told me the other day, uh, yesterday I believe it was, either yesterday or the day before, I, I forget, but that, um, you know, when a meteorologist says this is what's going to happen, you know, and, that is, and the, he's told me that is a reality. But that reality is subject to kingdom reality. And we need to remember, so it's not like we're denying reality and say, oh, that's not going to happen, that kind of thing. But, okay, that's what's supposed to happen according to this reality. But there's a kingdom reality that is greater than that reality. For example, remember when at the wedding they ran out of wine? That was a reality. But the kingdom reality came in and made, created new wine. A little boy's lunch, you know, a few fish and loaves. That's what they had to feed 20,000 people. And we know, you know, that's not going to be enough. But the kingdom reality did something and changed that whole situation and fed all those people. And so what I want to encourage us to do, let's, let's agree with kingdom reality. And... I don't want to get too long, definitely, but um, this is, I feel like I've been fighting for the last couple of days. I mean, the Lord told me, he said, you know, the the because uh, I asked him, because I was wondering, am I supposed to cancel this? I felt like someone, they said, you know, maybe we need to postpone it next week, to next week. Uh, and I said, Holy Spirit, would you confirm, is that what we're supposed to do? I've really been wrestling with this. And and he says, you know, it's it's more than, this is more than, it's more than about just a conference. He said, if, if the conference wasn't going to happen this weekend, would you be contending against and fighting against the storm like you are now? It's like, not really. But it's like it's strategically planned. So he said, because it's about the conference, but it's more than a conference. It's about the community. It's about lives. You know, God cares about the economy here. He cares about the people. He cares about people being without electricity and, and just the chaos that the ice accumulation would bring. And so I, and then he said, well, I find people who will stand in the gap. And so it's like I've, I've been feeling really aggressive these last few days as like we're fighting for our community. We're fighting against the destruction that's trying to come. God's not bringing this destruction, the ice and everything. That's not a God thing. Just like when Jesus said, let's go to the other side. And then all of a sudden a storm came and tried to kill them. They said, we're going to die. And Jesus said, hush me still. That wasn't God that brought that storm. And Jesus and God are contending with each other, right? No. Somehow the enemy got into that storm system. I believe it's the same way. Jesus said, hush be still. 
And what did he say to his disciples? The miracles that I do, those who believe in me shall do the same thing. So what we're going to do right now, we're just going to agree. Just close your eyes and let's agree together. First of all, that, that the meteorologists have a reality that they're seeing because of their instruments and everything. And we're not saying that that's fake. That is a reality. But we're lining up with heaven's reality that wants to bring life and abundant life. He wants us to enjoy this conference. And he wants people in our community to enjoy peace and not destruction. So, Father, we agree with your reality. We line up and partner with your kingdom reality. And we say to the ice, no. We say that that the atmosphere will not be conducive to bring an accumulation of ice on the roads and the power lines. If there's precipitation, let it turn to sleet. But there will be no freezing rain. There will be no accumulation of ice in this region on the power lines and the roads, in Jesus' name. And we speak blessing, safety, and peace. And Father, may you be glorified as people realize that it wasn't just a fluke, that the weatherman got it wrong, but that Jesus intervened. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much. Yeah, let's just, um, let's celebrate real quick as if the testimony has already happened. Okay, so thank you, Father. Thank you so much for the victory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. Yeah. All right, great. So um, thank you guys again.